0: This is The Blackout Podcast. Welcome to the Blackout Podcast presented by Nano Nanutili Clothing and where I get to talk to amazing people that do amazing things. And today I have Lara Lewis. Hey. Okay. I don't know. So are we going to say you're from French or glitter little bit or just as a
1: You man? can say that I'm from French. I feel like I'm mainly from French today.
0: Oh, great. Yeah. Thanks for coming in on the Blackout Podcast. Uh-huh, no
1: problem. I love podcasts.
0: <laughs> I remember the very first time I met you and you said, uh, the message said something like, uh, I'll be the tall lady waiting in the coffee shop. Yeah, <laughs>
1: I looked back at our text today, and I think it was, um, you'll recognize me because I'm the into- impossibly tall woman. Impossibly tall, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I, I, you can't be. And it her. worked, you recognized me. <laughs> right away. Um, thanks for meeting me and no answering problem. all my millions of questions because I remember saying, uh, I want to do Fringe this year, and... Um, you know, you're like, oh, you know, I'll answer all your questions. I'm like, oh, yeah, walk work more in person when you talk to the person. Because email, sometimes there's a miscommunication there. And then you answered all oh, my questions. But let's rewind back okay. to how did you even get um, start working with Fringe?
1: Um, so Leanne Poole, the executive director of Fringe, uh, worked in the same office that I was being a student rep for 2B Theater, in. Um, and she left that office. Um, she was working for Live Art Dance at the time. And I ran into her and I was like, hey, I should work for you. <laughs> and she was like, okay, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so I got like a summer contract um, and that was great. And then I came back for the next summer and then we applied to. Uh, get a grant for me to do professional development with Leanne. So then I was there over the winter. And then this past November, Leanne was like, hey, do you want to just work with us year round? And I was like, yeah, I would like that.
0: Wow. What was your uh, professional development uh, about? Uh, It was like
1: arts administration through Arts Nova Scotia.
0: Oh, yeah, Yeah. man. Shoot, I had that mean. How do you handle all that mean you have to do pretty much day to day oh geez (laughs) wait what (laughs) the admin
1: oh um i check my email like religiously like every hour (coughs) i refresh my inbox yeah um it's like everything that i have in my power not to be answering emails at all hours of the day Mm. um so yeah i just check my email a lot
0: and especially now with all the submissions for friends and all the back and forth there's like tons of emails coming in
1: yeah i feel like everybody must hate me a little because i'm sending them like four emails
0: a week and i'm like you need to
1: respond within 24 hours or i swear to god i'll cut your head off um, I
0: haven't had to do that yet, but... Okay, that's great. <laughs> but, but the good thing is at least, you know, when someone writes an email, you pretty much reply right away. So, so that's always good. Thank you. <laughs> but now I need to know, there's so much organizing, there's so much organizing going into setting up fringe, at least for this year. What are, like, how does it start and what are things you've done so far? Mm, um... A lot of it,
1: a lot of it is grants, um, begging the city for money, begging the province for money, begging the federal government for money. Um, so that's like a lot of the base of it and that determines like really what we can do. Mm. Um, so yeah, I guess we started the year, um... I think we started out with a Valentine's Day fundraiser. Um, So that's what like a lot of January was about. Um, So we had that and that was really great. And then we launched our applications. Um, And that's like a really exciting time because Mm. it's before any of the lotteries happen. So it's just like all of this like potential, like all of these things could happen. Um, So that's like an incredibly exciting time. Mm.
0: Um, What else? yeah the lottery tell me a little bit more about that
1: yeah so we select our shows um we're part of the canadian association of fringe festivals and that means that we have to uh return a hundred percent of ticket sales to uh an artist we need to strive for diversity and inclusivity and we can't have any of our programming be juried or like selected or curated in any way So previous years, we've just done first come, first serve, like you get an application in, then you're in. Um, But this year we're doing, uh, well, we did a lottery. So we set up a lottery for each of our one, two, three, four, five, five venues Mm. um, and selected, I think, like 12 people for each venue um and that was really exciting
0: wow I okay so so how many shows do we have for fringe this year
1: uh i think the last time i checked i think we had about 65 which is amazing because usually like last year i think it was like 55
0: wow yeah wow a great year it's so it's gonna be a crazy what like 10 days 11 11 yeah gosh man what will you be doing during the festival itself
1: Um, I'll be trying really hard not to have a panic attack. Um, (laughs) uh, I'll be, um, running the BYOV show that I'm producing and I'm also running a workshop. So that'll be fun. Mm. Um, I'm doing a workshop on figure modeling. If you've ever wanted to be a figure model. What is that? Um, like for life drawing. Oh, you see that in the drawing. Okay. Um, so that's going to be really fun. And, um... Leanne always tells me that a producer's job is to do everything that nobody else will do um, to make sure that things get done. Mm. So like basically for all of Fringe, I'm kind of just like on standby to put out fires and like do things that people need.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. And what venues are we using this year? Uh, This year we've partnered with uh, Neptune Theatre, which is amazing. So we're using three of their uh, theatres, the Scotiabank Studio Theatre... Uh, that's like the super big one yeah it's not their main stage but it's like the smaller one Um, it's like 180 seats it's the biggest theater we've had in a really long time yeah like we used that theater i think five years ago but then not since then and not since i've been working there oh okay um and we're also using two of their rehearsal spaces as like a smaller 30 seat theater Mm. um so the neptune imperial studio and the neptune windsor studio Uh, And then we're also using the bus stop theater, which is amazing and wonderful. Um, I'm the vice president of the board. They're my favorite place in the world. Nice. Uh, And we're also using uh, the building that
0: the company house used to be in. Oh, yeah. Talking about the bus stop theater, the one, the thing, the other day, like the district equity thing. Yeah,
1: we won the, well, everybody won. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. It's like, <laughs> so there's like, um, District 8 has this like, uh, yeah, District Aids, budget yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, and every year not, uh, not-for-profits submit, like, we want to do this and get money for this. And then everybody in District 8, like children, adults, everyone, um, comes out and votes for their favorite things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and last year, <laughs> not enough people submitted, So there wasn't even a vote, and they were kind of just like, okay, everybody take the money because there's no point in actually having a vote. (laughs) But then this year there were enough people, so it was very exciting. Oh, wow. (laughs) So we like had a vote, um, but then after the vote, everybody got their money anyway. (laughs) Like everyone got there were like I think eight groups and everybody got full funding and then C oh, wow. got like partial funding and it's like cool, everybody won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Hmm.
0: Yeah. You know, I wanted to go for that, but then I found out you really can't vote unless you're from the district, right? Yeah. yeah. Do you live in the district? No, I don't. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm far, far. Yeah, I
1: just moved and um I had to like I was like looking it up like on
0: my way there. Yeah, you (laughs) guys. So you're still in the district. Oh, okay. And you voted for bust up, I'm guessing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So you (laughs) act too, right? Yeah. Um, let's talk about your art background. How did I start? Why did you decide to get into acting? Yeah. Um I
1: think the first time I acted, I was nine years old. Oh, wow. Um, It was in a school play. uh, And then, I don't know, I did like high school drama and stuff. And then I went to Dalhousie and I auditioned for the acting program and they turned me down. And I was kind of devastated. And I was like, what is my identity if I can't act? I can't act unless these people say that I can act. Gotcha. Um, So I was like fuck theater, I'm going to do political science. <laughs> and then political science was like a terrible hellscape. What a buddy was terrible. It's just like so much dense reading and oh, I don't, yeah, I don't
0: yeah. read quickly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, so then I ended up going back into the theater program and did their theater studies program. Um, so that was really great. And then I graduated and somebody offered me uh, my first like professional gig. And that was really cool. Mm. It was called Princess Rules. heisted it. It was really fun. Nice. Um, and then, yeah, I've just been doing like a couple
0: contracts a year since then. Mm. And then, uh, so acting is one thing, but then you also write and produce your own shows.
1: Oh, I don't write. Oh, you don't no. write. <laughs>
0: so you're just producing shows. Yeah.
1: Um. So my friend Mark, we're like an artistic duo. Oh, um, he does all the writing and gotcha. I do all the directing.
0: Oh, yeah. I don't know. I was thinking. Okay. Yeah. Okay. How did you
1: guys meet? Uh, we did. When I was working at 2B Theatre, where I met Leanne, mm. uh, me and the other student reps produced a series of workshops, and one of them was a playwriting workshop. Uh. And he brought a play that he was working on, and we read an excerpt. And I was like, hey, I like the cut of your jib, kid. Um, so then he was like, yeah, do you want to produce it at Fringe? And I was like, yeah, okay. And then we've just been like hanging out since then.
0: Oh, uh, like how many of these plays have you produced now? Um, Harbortown, Okay. Um, <laughs> you need more fingers. Six? Six wow. or seven? Wow. In like three years? Oh, wow. Yeah. It's been wow. a lot. How many of them have
1: been friend shows? Three. Uh, Three, going on four. The the new one coming. Mike Malloy, Kid Detective in The Mystery of the Missing Milk. It's always called Mystery of the Missing Milk. It's about a fourth grader who thinks that he's a hard-boiled detective.
0: (laughs) So what is it, like, a drama, comedy, or? It's,
1: like, definitely a comedy. (laughs) It's gonna, like, I don't know, we always do, like, these, like, very heavy, like s- philosophically dense shows, and now this time we're just doing something like light and short and just like really fun. Oh, okay, it's like okay. much more energizing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> why? Why did you decide to go that way this year?
1: Um, I've been taking on more responsibility at Fringe, and oh. I was really concerned about like just my ability to like have the time to produce a show Mm. um so he was like well like originally i was like no i don't want to do a show this year and he was like well what if we do just a little show and i was like (laughs) "Ah, twist my rubber arm why don't you
0: and um how long is that show gonna be uh,
1: we have it down as 25 minutes, oh, but I, wow. well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> it's the great thing about BYOVs. If you go over time, it's fine.
0: Oh, lucky you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the venue going to be in? Uh, Glitter Bean Cafe. Oh, that is... So that... then the other thing you do is like, you know, you run this cafe. Do you want to tell me this story about... Yeah,
1: um, so me and some other folks were working at... Um, just Us on Spring Garden in Carlton, and that got bought by Smiling Goat. Mm. And that was a horrible, awful experience where he stole our money and didn't pay us, and it what was f- just, like, the worst. Wow. Um, yeah, I get really bitter because he owes me, like, $300, but then my roommate, he owes, or my old roommate, he owes, like,
0: 3000 so I really shouldn't complain <laughs> that much. <laughs> um. No, but, uh, I mean, sure, there's, like, Ha! Your roommate's ten times more than yours, but still, it's money, right? Still complain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Wow! Um,
1: So that was awful, and um, he didn't pay us, and then he didn't pay uh the like landlord or his suppliers or like anybody so he was like up to his neck in debt and just us still had the lease to the building Mm. and they were like hey it turns out that it's really bad publicity for us to have sold you to this guy so (laughs) um we're gonna change the locks and kick him out wow and we were like oh cool so that shut down Mm. And then we were like, hey, we want to start a cafe. And we were unionized. So the union was like, yeah, start your own cafe. Communism. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they g- helped us out financially and like just us helped us out financially. Um, and now we just celebrated our first
0: birthday. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. I saw the yeah. thing on Instagram. <laughs> wow. Wow. And how's the year been so far?
1: Um, It's been pretty good. I am a part-timer, so I'm not there as often as I'd like to be. Mm. But um, yeah, it's been really magical. I really look forward to go. Like, it's my side gig, but I still Mm. really look forward to going into work.
0: Mm. How nice. do you, how do you balance all these things you do? I don't.
1: Uh, I don't have friends. I don't go on dates. Um, I don't sleep well, and oh, I no. leave everything until the last minute and
0: then do it all in like an anxious fury. Oh uh, well. <laughs> on the good I uh, get. I guess on the good part of it you answer emails really really well so. thank you
1: <laughs> thank you sometimes I'm afraid I'm
0: being short with people and no, that no, really no. affirms me thank you no honestly personally I guess I can't speak for everyone you reply to but I prefer emails where like you know I ask A and you answer it and then that's it you know I don't like all those emails where we go through pleasant oh trips. my god it's so
1: annoying like yeah, yeah I'm sure we're the... both doing fine yeah <laughs>
0: You get to the point. This is what we want to talk yes. about. Is yeah, yeah. So that works for me because I mean it's not like I'm in a rush or anything. But uh, you sent me the email to deliver a message. Yeah. And let's just get to the fucking message already. You know.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> oh my god, it can be exhausting.
0: Um. So when you when you want to produce a play, I mean, apart from that, you have a writing partner or someone you work with. What do you look for?
1: Hmm. what do I look for I like plays about the end of the world
0: <laughs> <laughs> why
1: <laughs> I find it really cathartic oh no <laughs> It's like great, everything is burning up around me. This is wonderful.
0: There is there is a photo, like um a meme of this like little yellow oh. dog in a burning house and yeah. it's like everything is fine.
1: That's like basically what the theater I make is. Oh, no. Yeah.
0: Oh and so what about is this it gives you catharsis? What about like the end of the world? Makes um, you feel relaxed.
1: I find that like Imagining the worst possible outcomes of things can, like, kind of like brace you for if they actually happen.
0: And most of the times it don't happen, right? So, like, happen. yeah, because if we think of the worst possible thing, it even if it gets bad, it's really not that bad.
1: Yeah, it's true. Everything, yeah. you, even if it's the end of the world for you, the Clog- things still keep on ticking for everybody else. Mm. Oh, usually,
0: Jesus. <laughs> yeah, right. Mortality. I fuck. <sighs> I don't like thinking about that part <laughs> you know it's true. Like, um, everyone has passed on, like. Everybody that didn't die is still there, right? Yeah. Oh my god, there's this show called The Leftovers. I don't know if you've seen it. It's What is the Leftovers TV? It's me. an amazing T V show that I don't know why they stopped it, but anyway, the premise is that you wake up and like I think twenty percent or whatever, like a huge number of the population does disappear. Um people don't know where they went to. So the people that are left over are the leftovers. Did they get raptured? So there's a there's a section of people that are talking about the rapture, and then there's a guy that if he hugs you, all your pains go away, and then there's a guy that keeps dying and coming back. It's just a crazy show. I I think you would like it. Yeah, it's really (laughs) really good. I like the 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 theme song is called "Let the Mystery Be." It's a beautiful song, and you don't expect it to go. I like when songs and like. The, the film, they don't go, but somehow they work. Mm. It's a really, really good show. And it, the actor was like really, really good, really good. And it just, you know, when things like that happen, the true nature of people come out yes (laughs) yeah
1: like disaster and catastrophe like whether it's like on a micro scale or a macro scale like really show us who we are like deep deep down you know yeah
0: yeah and then you realize that you know people just really care about family or what they call family Mm -hmm. anyways it's just i'm just reminiscing like it's just a great show and there's a guy uh, there was this commune where You know, people, like, felt... They call it Miracle because literally everybody in this town didn't disappear. Everybody Miracle never got, like go to wherever this thing happened so so people believe that the people in this town are special and everyone tried coming into this town and then they had to keep people from coming to the town and it's just crazy but there was a guy that he's like he suffers for this town he just stays up on a, like a post and then people just throw stuff at him like he sleeps there eats there lives there anyway it's, you should check it out it's <laughs> a great show because especially if we love the end of the world it's like the best end of the world show I really? love the
1: end of the world.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to give morbidity to the side. Okay. Um, what's next with Fringe? Like, what's left to do before the shows come on?
1: Uh, well, this past week was, like, one of the most stressful times. What? Because we're trying to, like, get all of our schedules, like, down pat.
0: Yeah. And
1: um, we're, like, making a draft of the schedule and sending it out to people and making a draft, sending it out, and the annoying thing is that um if like one person has a conflict and we have to change around a show time then that changes all of the other show times for all of the other shows so then we have to double check that with everybody and it's like oh
0: yeah yeah but on the good part um you send an email about this new rehearsals and um yeah venue. yeah um bell's view studio yeah oh, i think yeah, High School.
1: yeah um it's run by Elsa Galbraith and Sylvia Bell and Katie Dorian it's like right it's like right between the bridge and Aldini Landing in Dartmouth um so it's like super accessible um yeah they're offering it for like ten dollars an hour for wow. fringe people yeah I'm very excited about it because like the city is so lacking in like theater spaces and especially rehearsal spaces why do you think that is um I think it's because the city cares more about condos than art. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe not the city, but developers. Somebody cares more about condos than art. But
0: yeah, that's especially in the North End. Yeah. They keep going up pretty much all day. Oh my god, I hate <laughs> it.
1: Uh, I got in like, an. I went to the um, forum market one week and somebody was there being like, these are all of the possible ways that we'll turn this block into condos. And I was like, I I just, I got in like an hour long fight with this dude when all I wanted was to get some fucking asparagus. <laughs>
0: well, you know, um, so on, on, I think with the... Uh... But the condos and all these buildings going up, you know, on the one side, people are like, oh, that shows that Halifax is developing. We're getting more people in. or More people are staying rather than coming, uh, you know, staying for a few years and then moving Mm -hmm. to Toronto or wherever. But on the other hand, you know, like culture is leaving and like people are getting displaced and, and things like this. And when those condos go up, the people that leave there can't afford to leave there anymore. Exactly.
1: Yeah. I don't know speaking of like people staying here coming here and then leaving like i don't know if it's similar in film cuz like your background's mostly in film right mm. Um, in theater, there's like a really strong pressure to be like, "Yeah, well, Halifax is like a great place to start out, but if you really <laughs> want to do something with your life, kid, you've got to move to Toronto."
0: And I'm just like super,
1: like over it.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well. So yeah, it's it's the same in film, but okay. also here's the thing, though. I mean, we filmed. There was the whole tax thing. Yeah. Well, you know what? I I think I I actually had this discussion with someone. I'm lazy, <laughs> same. So I, I, I'm not gonna go to a, a city where I kind of have to start from zero, yeah, and then hustle and then try to make a name. But I want to be in my town, my city. And do the things I love and be good enough that this big city will be like, Oh, you're really good at this thing, come and do this thing. And I'll go there for work mm-hmm. and then I'll come back home. But like to go there and really start from zero is kind of, I mean, I respect them that they want to do that, but it's just, it's just not my nature.
1: No, that's exactly how I feel.
0: <laughs> and plus, Man, Halifax is so cool it's really oh, yeah, cool. Nice. people like yourself
1: it's doing like amazing things it's like cold sometimes but you know, otherwise
0: <laughs> I like it but uh, the summer has been great though how it's are you spending really your summer, summer?
1: Um, I'm working a lot <laughs> summer is like the busiest time for fringe.
0: yeah
1: um, but other than that I'm like trying to go swimming as much as possible mm. I took like a little tiny vacation last month that what was great I went to Montreal for a week oh nice yeah I'd never been there before and I was like ah oh,
0: a lot of people seem to
1: Going on Montreal, trail? Why? Yeah. Um. I think it's because they have rent control.
0: <laughs> Honestly,
1: like, yeah. <laughs> so rent control it's... and
0: subways. <laughs> okay. 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 Um. How was your uh, trip? It was really
1: great. I went up a big hill and then down a big hill, then up a big hill then down <laughs> a big hill, then up a big hill again and then down a big hill again. For what? Just for fun. Oh, Jesus. for the view
0: it's um, a real big hill <laughs> okay so um i mean i i'm enjoying this talk and you know we we talked a lot of things but i guess you know coming back to fringe mm-hmm. and it, it's my first year applying and it's crazy getting people together producing all these things um what advice would you I, i'm gonna end <clears throat> a discussion on this question. What advice would you give someone that wants to apply or, like, get ready for a fringe next year?
1: Um, I would tell them to plan in advance. It's something that I'm very bad at doing. Um, I would tell them that, especially if they're writing a show, to think of it in terms of um, how can I put this on... H- how can I create, like what I want with the least amount of moving parts. Yeah. 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 I didn't
0: think of that. Yeah. I didn't think of that.
1: Something that Mark and I have done is like make things that are like just way too grand for like the scope of Fringe. Like Fringe is a really wonderful place to experiment and try out new ideas. Mm. But like, yeah, it can be really hard to do like, a full-fledged musical there. Not to say that people don't, Mm. but, like, I don't want to say think small, but... No, I don't want to say think small. (laughs) Don't think small. Think big. Yeah. But just be prepared. Yeah. Be prepared to move. Be prepared to adapt. Be prepared to adapt, I think, is what it really is. I agree. Yeah.
0: I agree, because what I've learned in the process of doing this is, like, I had to, like... I, like I, you know I went big I had this elaborate thing and then I realized nope 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 it's not gonna work so I, I you know I, it's all exactly I think it's adapting that is something I've learned mm-hmm. during fringe this year wow okay learn to adapt I like that <laughs> actually I know it's not just for fringe I think it's for everything really in mm-hmm. life yeah. it's so true thank you so much for coming today thank Lira. you so
1: much <laughs>
0: This is The Blackout Podcast. Thanks for listening.